Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Navigation system. Please say a command. On. Ignition. Powered. Seatbelts. Fastened. Shift. Drive. Twin Cities sports fans, hold on tight. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, this is The Ride with Royce. He's going the distance. He's going for speed. Nobody goes this far with coverage of yesterday's games. We came here for a mission. The ride has blanketed the NFL with many hills, four deep thoughts. And the coverage is now four deep. Four deep thoughts. Uh, no Viking game yesterday, but that's okay because Manny Hill's four deep thoughts aren't intended to cover the Vikings. That's it's right. intended to cover what happened on an NFL Sunday. Now, the pickings were a little slim this week because yeah. we had the three Thanksgiving games, and we got a very bad Monday night game, even <laughs> though ESPN's uh, Sports Center just attempted to tell us both the Ravens and the Texans are <laughs> wild card contenders. I'm not watching it, honey, no matter what you tell me. Uh so here is Manny Hill with his four deep thoughts on an NFL Sunday. Thought number one. Bortles pass is intercepted by Matthew. And disaster for Jacksonville. Justin Drescher is the snapper. Andy Lee the holder. This one is on target. And it is good. One second left as Dawson has kicked Arizona in front. Okay. Yes. So the Jaguars lose to the Cardinals yesterday, 27 to 24. Mm-hmm. And much was made about Doug Marone calling the passing play on second down when yes. he should have just ran the clock out yeah. and went to overtime. Went to overtime, yes. But did you guys see a few minutes earlier the interception? It was on that highlight that Blake Bortles threw to Tyron Matthews. Yes. Yes. It was one of the worst passes <laughs> I have ever seen a quarterback make. This is, I, I don't. And again, I don't understand how the Jaguars are seven and four no, with this guy as their quarterback. I had, don't understand. If it. they had Case Keenum, they'd be nine and two. <laughs> Probably, yeah, they yeah. would be. Probably, this guy is awful. Yeah, he's awful. And so much was made about how bad Blaine Gabbert, who started, ironically, on the other side for the Cardinals uh, yesterday, he looked like an utter professional by comparison. Yeah, he looked like a level-headed mm-hmm. young man. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 I, I just, I don't understand how the Jaguars are able to function and be seven and four. And they might still win that division because, I mean, Indianapolis is terrible and the Texans lost Watson and, you know, Tennessee's right there at seven and four with what them too. What was the but. little 
screen dump off pass that I saw him throw that was like unbelievable. I mean, it was like, what what are you trying to do? It's here? all it's been all year. His, he, his whole his whole career in Jacksonville. It's just he, he's he's terrible. What, and I don't... Uh, so their only other option is Chad Henney. Is that it? I think it's Chad Henney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But wow. but he's not your future. No, you got to go get a quarterback. They got to go get head. Well, yeah. Case Keenum. Case Keenum. <laughs> that's right. They got to go get a quarterback. But he is awful. I will say, how about Dawson? The ease with which he wasn't fifty-seven, wasn't it? Fifty. It almost matched his age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, how does a forty-two-year-old have that much leg that he? Uh, I don't know. He, he didn't even. Know. He doesn't even take the big old swing. He just kind of hits just it right down the middle. Flip his flips his foot up there. Yeah, it's crazy. All right. They uh they have underachieved. Arizona, Cardinals, the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. How about them? They must have targeted Adrian at least five times when I was watching. I saw using it too. Him as a receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did that to turn his back to catch that one. I saw. So anyway. All right, number two. Throw it to the right, intercepted, picked off by Buffalo, Tredavious White, the rookie, and that will seal it for Buffalo. Field position ended up being a bit of a factor. We weren't able to flip it from an offensive standpoint, which uh, you need to do in the first half. So, um, again, you need to do a better job and you score touchdowns. This so was one what of my, were they, 5-0? and all? Yep. They were 5-0. and all. Now they're 6-5. Yeah. and five, Now they're 6-5. Right? and five. Yeah, this was one of my thoughts last week because they had just lost to the Giants. And then they lose at home to Buffalo yesterday. I, I don't know what is. They happened are mirroring what the Vikings did last year. Yes, basically, they yeah, they're just imploding. And Alex Smith is, uh, I don't know. Well, no running game. With Kareem yeah. Hunt. Kareem Hunt had 17 yards on 11 carries and yesterday. He's, uh, he's they they've lost the running game, and Alex is proving that. If there's no running game, he's in trouble. So yeah, that yeah. was a horrible pass, though, that he threw. Oh, for the, that the pick, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, just... the oddity is that when they traded up to get Mahomes, they traded with Buffalo, and that's the kid that Buffalo ended up picking was the kid that intercepted Smith. Really? I, yeah, that I did he was not the first know. round How about pick. That? I did say, I, I did say on Twitter though, I missed Nathan Peterman. <laughs> he gives you a few laughs. Doesn't yes, he? he does. Yes, he does. All right, number three. And Sanu fires it in the air, and down there is Julio Jones, and Jones is there for the touchdown. Blitz coming here and make it. Oh, he's had a fumble. Oh, did he throw the ball? Ball still, and it is Kittley who scoops it up, and he will race into the end zone. Young Brenneman was a little confused. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I had to let that booing mm-hmm. sort of last. I, I love when New York fans are, are booing mm-hmm. their own team. It's 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 a beautiful sound. One of the most intriguing things for me over the next five, these last five weeks of the season is going to be the race for the NFC South. You've got New Orleans at eight and three because they mm-hmm. lost to the Rams yesterday. Yes, you got Carolina who beats the Jets, and you got Atlanta. Atlanta's starting to kind of mm-hmm. get back into their groove at seven and four. And all these teams, they're all going to play each other in the next uh, in the next few and weeks. The Vikings so I'm have to two that. of them on yeah. the road yes, in the do. next two weeks. Now, yeah. Atlanta uh, lit it up. Julio Jones had fantastic game, yep. and yet. They were only a touchdown ahead early in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and, highlight was Muhammad Sanu yeah, out of the wild card, out of the wild And Carolina uh, had to work like hell and have the Jets well, screw up to beat them. Uh, oh so my neither God. of them are unbeatable. The last sure. ten right. minutes of the Car- Carolina Jets game, you just kept New York. What are you doing? 
It was it was laughable. By the way, did you see any crowd shots in Giant Stadium? Oh yeah. The upstairs was empty mm. for the Jets. They couldn't add forty thousand people. Well, there. and they basically waved the white flag when they cut and traded everybody in the preseason because they I think they were trying to intentionally tank this year and they've actually out won a few more games than they exactly. probably hoped for. All right, number four. Henley sliding to his left. Deep downfield wide, wide open is Randall Cobb for a touchdown. So a breakdown in the secondary and a 39-yard touchdown to Randall Cobb. Henley, shoulder shake, and breaking free down the sideline is Devontae Adams. Cuts it back to the inside. Devontae Adams into the end zone. Brett Hundley finally has a decent game. Mm-hmm. And the Packers still lose. Yes, <laughs> they 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 let Pittsburgh go. What? And they let Antonio Brown catch fifty yards worth of passes in four seconds. Right? They had yep. seventeen seconds left. How about and the one catch the he made? Goal? By the way, to set up the field goal. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that He's was impressive. He's unbelievable. Well, uh, Big Ben throws two interceptions, and uh, I think he threw for over three hundred yards. Yes. With the, yeah. Uh, and they they had 400 and some yards against the Packers. Packers are dead, and uh, I, I wonder if the Green Bay fans were even watching last night. Probably. Oh, you think so? They're they're going to give up here pretty soon, though. I oh, think yeah. if, they'll bail. If you, if you're a Viking fan looking for tickets for Lambeau down there, uh, they'll be available. There'll be plenty available. Get, yeah, they're going to get them for a half price. Yeah, they're they're five and six, but they got to feel better about Huntley anyway, right? No, yeah, it was it was all right last mm-hmm. night. Yeah, all right. You know what though? Is Thompson and McCarthy going to make it? I'm starting oh, to have my doubts well, that they're no, going to be I back next they'll, year. They'll, they'll McCarthy make will make it, but Thompson is. I wonder if they'll ask Ted to become a consultant or something. They got those young guys. In. They got Gutekunst, and they got the other guy, the young guys okay. that are like other teams have tried to hire as GM. Because how do you fire Ted when the the state owns them or the you well, know the shareholders gotta, own no, them? No, they got a president. They got the guy that runs the club. You know, they've they've fired plenty of coaches and GMs over there through the years. All right, uh, we shall return. Talk about, we'll ask Manny his deep thoughts on the Tennessee Vols when we get back. I apologize. I've said it many, many times. He's an elite person, elite father, elite husband, elite friend, and elite football coach. I stand by my coach. and I just don't know enough, and it's not fair to my players to make any more comments than that. Uh, Pete Moore of the Miracles, Smokey Robinson and the Miracles, has died, a uh, famous uh, soul singer. And uh, we wanted to pay a little tribute to uh, Pete today. Smokey Robinson and the Miracles were uh, pretty dang big. I think I what I read today, that a lot of people give them credit to being the whole start of Motown. So oh, yeah. They were the, they were the first uh, huge ones. And uh, anyway, Pete died. Meanwhile, that was Urban Meyer. Uh, talking about Greg Schiano, who he used your favorite word several times there. In that elite, sound. yes, he did, <laughs> and uh, proving to me that uh, Urban Meyer's been coaching a lot longer than uh, PJ Fleck, right? Yep. So obviously, PJ stole elite from Urban Meyer, who is definitely <laughs> elite, right? Yes, down there. But Schiano has been the defensive coordinator at Ohio State, and. Uh, was negotiating a contract to become the new coach at Tennessee. And, in fact, uh, there are reports he'd already signed it, right? Yes, yeah. Signed the agreement. And then all hell broke loose, and those frauds in Tennessee tried to base it on the fact <laughs> that at Penn State, this McQuarrie guy who named everybody, yep. uh, once 
threw in hearsay from Tom Bradley that Greg Schiano had seen uh, Sandusky in the shower with a boy. Uh, Bradley has denied that he ever said that. Uh, Schiano has denied that he ever knew anything about what was going on with Sandusky at Penn State. But uh, in this era of uh, crazed Internet, it's okay. He's guilty. And but the real reason is Tennessee fans don't want him as the coach. They didn't right? want him, right? They exactly. Didn't want him. They see him as a, you know, he did really well at Rutgers, but he's not, you know, he's not a big personality. Right. Uh, he turned, you know, I I saw some reference to his record at, at, you know, do you really want a guy who was sixty-seven and sixty-six or something at Rutgers? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Because they were zero and twelve when he got there. Basically. Yeah. His first couple of years, they were they were really they bad, were and he was yeah he, he was taking okay over bad. There. And then you know, yeah. but hey, he made a blunder. He went to Tampa Bay, and the, his stick didn't work in uh, in the in the in pro football in pro football with the 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 Bucks. But uh, anyway, it's a complete chaos down there. And uh, but. T. Martin seems to be an easy hire, doesn't it? It, it seems to make the most sense now, especially after they, you know, they're not going to get Gruden, which is what everybody down there wanted. Which <laughs> well, was I just think insane. that's what, that's what happens is you think they walked around for two months saying, "You think we can get Gruden? I yeah. think we can get Gruden. We're giving ten million dollars, and now you're going to get Greg Schiano." And they all say, "What? We don't want him." But right. doesn't I? This should serve as warning. This is troubling, I think, that in 2017 that you can allow a group of protesters influence a decision made by an institution like mm-hmm. the University of Tennessee. My God, you're, you're just empowering the, these people that have this happen more often. And what the problem is you had have legislators and oh, uh, yeah. everybody else jumping on the bandwagon, the politicos. Because it was all grandstanding is all it was. Yeah, it was. And... Uh, you know, then somebody wrote on a rock, uh, something about him being a pedophile or some damn thing. It, it is, it's, un, you know, as a, you guys both know that I love the Vols. Like, I, I love seeing them do well. I, the last seven, eight years in athletics, aside from, you know, women's basketball with Pat Summit and all that, I mean, men's basketball, you got the Bruce Pearl thing, and yeah. they, ran, they ran my guy Conzo Martin out of town and then yeah. replaced him with a scumbag, and then... Mm-hmm. You know, and then you got the football thing. Lane Kiffin leaves after a year. They bring in Vince Dooley's kid, which was a disaster. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, it's just, uh, but this, I don't know what's going on down there. But this is also a perfect example of a theory held by me and many. All teams attempt to hire the opposite, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Uh, the Gophers went from Mason to Brewster. You wanted to hire the opposite. Jerry Kill was kind of in the middle. and But certainly uh, Fleck is the opposite of Tracy Clay's. Uh, well, Butch Jones was one of those sloganeering, uh, we are family, uh, crap throwers, the, the high intensity salesman, right? The, yep. the kind of a, a fleck type. So now you're going to get a hard nosed football coach, right? Shiano, he's going to be mm-hmm. the opposite. Going to be get he's a hard nose. Straighten him out and going to get a hard nose discipline, and... a hard nose football coach. Yep. And, uh, and it uh, it uh, blew up on them, but nationally, this is a joke. I just looked it up. Todd Graham gets fired at Arizona. Yep. You know how much they owe him? Twelve million. You know who's running that operation down there? The AD, but he gives himself the title of 
vice president of student and athletic affairs, Ray Anderson, Denny's old no. agent. Denny's old agent He's from the, the 90s. He's the AD Arizona. Denny's old agent oh from the 90s goodness. who then went to work for the NFL yes. as a vice president yes. in charge of oh relations. Goodness. And then in 2014, he went to Arizona State, but it wasn't his athletic director. He had to get the title. Of, that made it sound like he was an accommodation or something, you know. Wow. And uh, but he's running it. He's got he's fires Todd Graham. He owes him twelve, oh, and he's doing a two hundred and fifty million dollar uh, re- remodeling of uh, the football stadium down there, and a bunch of other stuff. They've added the hockey program that was there was a donation, obviously, but it was him hiring. You know, Todd Graham hasn't been great, and I think Todd Graham's one of the biggest jackasses ever. He <laughs> left Pitt after one year, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. But you owe him $12 million. When you give him a contract that there's that much money at the end, you got to give him another couple of years. I mean, you're stuck. You got to give him a couple of years because guess what? Nobody gives a damn about Arizona State football down no. there anyway. And then right. on top of that, you're going to have to bring in a guy and pay him on top of what you're paying the dismissed coach Bielema, and staff. Bielema, they owe him six at Arkansas. Someone, they owe him 10 at Texas A&M. This is just burning money in a pile. Yeah. They ought to have NCAA contracts that when you sign one, you can't leave or you can't get fired. They got to do something. They're well, just wasting this but, money. But doesn't it doesn't it just kind of show that like these these contracts when they mean nothing. They mean they mean nothing. I mean and and you know and everybody, you know, PJ got his extension last week. So many people were you know the, so on one one end of the spectrum or the other. So many people were just so worked up about it and it's like these things they they mean nothing. And I show yeah, this mean nothing. I show this bad luck. I showed this to you earlier too, Pat, but this this aston I found this astounding. Okay, give me the Chip Chris Kelly Law number. Chris Law tweeted this out a couple of days ago after it was announced that Chip Kelly was going to UCLA. Chip Kelly has signed twenty years and one hundred million five hundred thousand dollars <laughs> worth of contracts in the past Seven years. So his last one at Oregon. So how much time did he have left when he left Oregon? I'm not sure, but here's the breakdown. Mm -hmm. 2010, Oregon Ducks, six years, twenty and a half million. 2013, 2013, Philadelphia Eagles, five years, thirty-two and a half million dollars. Oregon with four years to go on his contract. 2016, San Francisco 49ers. Four years, twenty-four million, and then this year UCLA five years, twenty-three and a half now, did million dollars. He, what a country! He coached two years in Philly and one in San Francisco. Correct, right? three in Philly, three in Philly. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and Florida's heartbroken because they couldn't get him, so now they're gonna. They went and got Mullen. Don't yeah. worry, in two Mullen's years, a good I bet they Florida. can get Chip Kelly in two years after oh, yeah. he gets fired yeah. at UCLA. Chip, have, Chip is sort of like uh, Larry Brown. Remember Larry Brown, oh, my God. basketball yep. coach, who Warren allegedly in 1985, as before Danny Manning went out and won him the uh, national championship, mm-hmm. he was on the phone with UCLA that afternoon saying he wanted to come back because they had an opening. So, you know, he was wow. crazy. He was crazy. All right, we'll be back. John Height, and then we will talk to Andy Greeter from the Pioneer Press about the Gophers. And we'll throw a little attention to the new defensive plan the teams are going to be using <laughs> against our Gophers 
the feisty three-man zone. Yes. That, uh, <laughs> the, as somebody said, it's the three and none right. zone. You know. <laughs> Hey, there's a great story on the Washington Post right now of yes. this, this outfit, Veritas or whatever it is, the right-wing outfit that tries to uh, get uh, what they perceive to be the enemy media okay. uh, to uh, to uh, swallow a phony story and then uh, and then publish it and then turn around and say it was false and that means everything else was false. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody, the Veritas, tried to send a reporter into the New York and uh, the Washington Post and sell a story that she was impregnated at age fourteen by Roy Moore, and the Post uh, did not go with it. And then they followed her into the office of uh, Veritas oh. in New York. So. <laughs> Yikes! Mm-hmm. Nobody commenting from uh, the Roy Moore camp. Shocked. <laughs> this update sponsored by Account Temps. Uh, do you need accounting and finance professionals for long-term or recurring projects? If so, Account Temps salaried professional service may be the right solution. Visit AccountTemps.com. Account Temps, a Robert Half company. Vikings play the Falcons this week. Uh, Atlanta might be without a couple of pretty good players. Running back Devonta Freeman still having concussion problems. And quarterback Desmond Trufant might miss that game. He's also in concussion protocol. Uh, Freeman gained 1,541 yards from scrimmage last year. He hasn't played, though, since week 10 this year when he suffered a concussion against the Cowboys. He did practice last week one day, but still is not cleared to play. Is a history of concussion, suffering one in November 2015. Trufant, meanwhile, suffered the injury in Atlanta's win over Tampa Bay on what Sunday. Was he, what's the Julio Jones stat that he has caught more passes in his first 90 games than anybody in NFL history? Or really? Wow. Is one of the two. Didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Wild in action tonight. They are on the road at Winnipeg. Uh, NBA note this afternoon, the Grizzlies have fired coach David Fisdale amid the team's eight-game losing streak. And former golfer and former Timberwolves assistant J.B. Bickerstaff will be promoted to interim head coach. Uh, the GM. Former interim when uh, Kevin McHale got mm-hmm. fired there after 11 games. The happiest firing in history. <laughs> they owed him what? They owed him like $11 million or something, Kevin. So. Uh, Grizzlies GM Chris Wallace explaining the move said, I decided a change in course was necessary to move forward. Uh, Before joining Memphis, Fisdale, of course, an assistant coach for the Miami Heat for eight years. One of his former players in Miami, LeBron James, uh, didn't approve of today's move, apparently tweeting, I need some answers. Feels like my man was a fall guy. No, you you don't need an answer, LeBron. That's not your... uh, (laughs) They've lost nine out of ten. It's the NBA. That's what happens, LeBron. Good luck to JB, because that's a... Pretty bad roster right now. Well, Conley Connolly's here. what maybe be out for months, right? Yep. And Jordan Murphy once again the Big Ten Player of the Week, third week in Three a row. Three times. Yeah. This week he averaged eighteen point three points. How about the freshman from uh, Michigan State that was beating good teams? How about that? don't put your games on Facebook Live? Mm-hmm. You got a matchup of two top twenty-five mm-hmm. teams and no one could watch it. Yeah. How often do you get to see five on three? Right. <laughs> we were we were deprived of that. Shut up. Murphy averaged eighteen point three points, eleven point seven rebounds, one and a half blocks, and two point three steals in the three wins against Alabama, A and M, Massachusetts, and. Alabama. I got an idea. What's the name of the three-on-three league? Who's who's the behind big three? The, who's the, the who's behind the league? big three? Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Yep. I think Ice Cube should short start a five-on-three league with like <laughs> fat white guys yes. playing three. I like it. Three brothers. Mm-hmm. 
That sounds like fun, actually. That sounds Can like a we blast. figure it out how yeah. to how to beat these guys? I think you know the fat white guys <laughs> throwing the ball around trying to beat three guys. I yeah, and, and the real athletes—they're not allowed to jump. No jumping. <laughs> no, no jumping. No dunking. Right. Yeah. Get in there. And yeah. Well, was Get that an overhand pass? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> you got to give the lard asses a shot. Right. No dribbling behind your legs. None right. Of that right. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Johnny. Thank you. You bet. Andy Greeter from the uh, Pioneer Press is with us. Uh, covered the end of uh, Mr. Fleck's uh, first season on Saturday. And uh, while I didn't get to see much of it, Andy, uh, the fellas kind of looked to me like the only intention they had was to keep the score as minimal as possible. Well, I mean, PJ said uh, that just just that exactly after the game. He said you can play one way and... and uh, uh, you know, it, it could be a, a 60 to zero, uh, result. And I think that that's kind of the way that they showed that they were playing. I think that the fact that you only throw nine, uh, you know, passes, uh, in a game where you're trailing for the majority, majority of three quarters, I think it shows an intention of, of how you're, how you need to do things. I think it's also a fact that the Gophers don't have any playmakers on the outside, which kind of limits any sort of option that they have to pass in the first place. Andy, it's, uh, I was saying, uh, today that, uh, You've uh, you go back a decade here. Or you go back to Eric Decker, and uh, the best receiver they've had since Eric Decker is Drew Wolitarski. They uh, they always bring in even the kill era. They'd bring in three three re- receivers and say, "Boy, wait till you see these freshmen," and nothing ever happens. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can go back to you know guys like Melvin Holland, Isaiah Gentry, Desmond Grant. Those are the three receivers that were all six three or or taller that, that uh, Kiel was praising. And, you know, over the last couple of days, you know, Rashad Still, who was uh, a six foot five target who didn't play in that last game, who was away from the team. And I would imagine that he leaves the program. And the receiver that came in along with him, Hunter Register, uh, yeah. six foot two guy, he just announced that he's transferring. So, yeah, it's been a, an exodus at that position over the last couple of years for sure. Oh, I got to think, uh, don't you get the impression that uh, in addition to uh, obviously seeing that they're not held in high stead, uh, these guys are all being invited to leave by the coach, don't you think? Well, I think that they have, uh, you know, numbers that they want to bring in in the, in the new recruiting class, and sometimes that uh, has to take uh, some scholarships to be freed up. So, yeah, I think that those that correlation certainly can be drawn. How many can they bring in, and what's the max? I well, thought it was 25, it's, but... Uh, yeah, it's, it's 25, but they can oversign it at certain times. I'm not exactly up on exactly what the rule is, but they can oversign at different times, and, and they certainly want to as, as P.J. tries to bring in more of his guys. And uh, Demery Croft today, uh, whatever the story is, uh, I, I got to think he was invited to leave, too. And he probably yeah. didn't want to stay if they were going to show so much confidence in him. They'd have him throw, what, 22 passes in two weeks? Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, he went up to PJ after the game and, and requested to leave. I think that, you know, he could have stayed if he wanted to. Uh, but I think that there was a fractured relationship there uh, when Demery violated team rules in September and, and sat for, you know, the course of a month overall. Uh, so, yeah, I think that, you know, even when Demery was having success and setting records uh, against a really bad Nebraska defense, I think that, uh, you know, PJ was kind of hesitant or, uh, reluctant to give too much praise to Demery, just knowing uh, what they had been through with him and, and the fact that, uh, you know, 
he kind of had a clean slate, but they were remembering what he had done uh, before. So I think that was part of the context. And I, I think that, uh, you know, I think they're fine with him leaving uh, just because, you know, just over the last couple of minutes, the, the Gophers got a, a verbal commitment from the junior college quarterback that they were after, Vic Viramontes from California. Um, so they've already, uh, you know, essentially replaced Demery Croft right away here just uh, 24 hours after Demery officially left. Yeah, and I, I, don't you think that all went into it uh, yesterday? Yeah. And they thought if they cleared the decks, it might even improve their chances to get this kid. But they're going to have to get another one uh, that's, well, I guess they got the the Morgan kid, so he could maybe be a backup to this Veramontes. This guy's supposed to be a thrower and a runner? Yeah, he's, uh, you know, has both abilities. Um, you know, he's got good size at, at 6'2", 230. Just watching some of his highlights, he you know, is elusive and, and strong enough to be able to bounce off tacklers. And, you know, that's kind of what the Gophers want in Kirk Shiroka's offense is, is a guy that can, can run and throw. They like to do a run-pass option plays. So if they have someone that can make you know, quick decisions and make people miss in the run game, I think they'll be more versatile going forward. Demery at times didn't look very confident in his reads to be able to, to make plays. Uh, so, yeah, I'd, I'd imagine that, that Vic and Tanner Morgan – uh, we'll kind of go at it for the for the starting job with Vic probably having a, a slight edge, uh, and I wonder where things go uh, furthermore with the quarterbacks in this class if they try to sign a second one. PJ wants to you know get to a spot where he only signs one every year, uh, but I, he also kind of opened the door over the last couple of weeks uh, with the decommitment of Brennan Armstrong, the kid from Ohio, uh, that they might sign two guys in this class. Uh, so uh, what? Uh... Varmontes, what were his options? Who else was looking at him? Do you know? Yeah, he had a recent offer from Mississippi. Um, he had another offer from Kansas and some other like Coastal Carolina, some small directional schools beyond that. You know, he originally committed to Cal. Uh, he's from California and uh, left Cal when they had a coaching change. Um, so he was originally committed to a Power Five school, and that's kind of what set up him going to junior college. It doesn't sound like it was any sort of other issues, which, you know, can be a, a second chance for other guys if they, they slip up other places in their life. So uh, when your quarterback is as bad as it was this year, you can change your philosophy of not bringing in junior college guys, huh? which supposedly was uh, the reason, uh, you know, that uh, he didn't bring in one last year when it was obvious that uh, when he had to get Connor Roeder to come out of retirement to compete, uh, it would have made sense to get a Juco back then, I would think. Yeah, I don't think that the Juco that they had last year, that Tracy Clay's McLaren Neil, or whatever. Yeah, Neil McLaren. You know, I don't think that he was the first option for them even. Uh, and I think it became pretty apparent in spring practices that, that he didn't have much of a future at that spot. Um, so, yeah, I think that that was, you know, just he wasn't going to play. So it was just better for them to kind of go their separate ways uh, with him. You know, I think that PJ wants to get to a spot where, you know, the overwhelming majority of guys in his recruiting classes are high school guys. But, uh, you know, given the changeover and the, and the dearth at, at the quarterback position in particular and some of the other spots on the roster where they don't have a lot of depth, he's had to go to JUCO guys to try and get an influx in the short term. Seth Green uh, might as well uh, take on off down the road and find himself an FS, FCS school, don't you think? I would. You know, I've got a list here of guys that I think, you know, could be transferring, and, and he's on my list. 
you know, I, I wonder where he if he wants goes. if he wants to play quarterback, he's going to have to go. He doesn't want to waste another transfer year. I mean, they, that would be three years without playing football, right? So, uh, uh, well, well, I mean, he he came in as he didn't transfer once he got into college. No, he transferred in high school. Okay, um, that's right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, unless he uh, he's not a guy that has been mentioned. Uh, you know, or, or seen as as a as a true co- uh, competitor at that spot. You know, going back to a few years in camp here now, and and even recently, he hasn't really been in the mix. I wonder if there was a position change uh, in the future for him. Um, but yeah, it looks more so like he might be uh, headed elsewhere. But I can't I can't say that with well, any. Does he? Uh, right what's the, what's the knock on him? Can't throw a ball or what? Well, I think that he's an uh, athlete. You know, like, yeah, he's an, he's an athlete. I think. One of the things that I noticed with him is kind of uh, a funky throwing motion. It seems like it takes a long time to get out of his hands. He kind of three three quarter uh, arm angle with it, and it takes a long time. And it seemed like some of his decision making um, was a little bit uh, halted as well. So I think that you know a little bit slower decision making, and then a long release. It just seemed like a lot of times the ball took you know forever to get out of his hands at times it's in some of the practices that i saw i don't want to be too critical of them but those are some of the observations i had watching hey, andy greeter one last thing uh the gophers uh weakness obviously in basketball is uh they can't play against the three-man <laughs> defense yeah that was uh that was incredible I, I thought you know as we're sitting in the press conference room waiting for pj after the game and and you know it just kind of slowly developed like oh yeah the entire bench got kicked out <laughs> oh now there's down another guy wait they're down another guy and then not only that they you know gave up a run and and uh, it was closer than what it was i think it was just fascinating to kind of see that kind of trickle into the football scene and and kind of what the gophers had to go through is pretty pretty remarkable and after i finish my nuclear physics education i'm going to try <laughs> to figure out what this tournament they were in was but uh uh they didn't get beat we know that whatever the hell tournament it was so yeah it was it was amazing that none of those games were on tv i mean it's 2017 <laughs> yeah. and you can get every game anywhere you, you can get, get the nba summer league if you don't get the summer league game you're mad yeah, I mean you can get you can get European Bundesliga soccer <laughs> games. I mean you can get everything. The fact that that wasn't on TV was very surprising to me. Thanks for your time, Andy. Talk to you again, sir. Yep. Take care. Sir. All right, Andy Greeter covers the Gophers uh, football and basketball for the Pioneer Press. Quiet, please. We'll be on the air. And now, this day in history. Patrick. Tricks going up for Thorpe, and it's intercepted near midfield. Sean Taylor's got another one. Who else? Taylor weaving his way back inside the 20. He might score. Taylor, touchdown! 48 yards, Sean Taylor for the score. Sean Taylor, 10 years ago today, was uh, murdered in his home in Miami. Four youth were involved, including a teenager who had been in the house and saw a lot of cash in there and convinced his buddies that uh, they could go in and burglarize the place. And uh, they uh, ended up uh, murdering uh, Sean Taylor, the fantastic uh, defensive back of Mm -hmm. the Miami uh, Dolphins. He was also Hurricanes. Miami Hurricanes. Hurricanes. Yep. Excuse me. Yeah, 
member of the Hurricanes. Then he was with the Redskins. He was home on uh, just a must have been a bye week. I think it might have been a bye no, week. No, you know, worse. They played was on he Thanksgiving. He was hurt. That's okay. why he was at that home, which made it even worse. They probably thought that they weren't that the Redskins weren't playing. Yeah, he was a great hurricane hometown kid. Mm-hmm. Played comes from Miami. Played for the Hurricanes. Uh, was a great player. Was a number five uh, overall draft choice by the Redskins, 2004. Pro Bowler in uh, 06 and w- and also 07. Uh, and I don't think that was a uh, first team All Pro in 07. And they put him in the Redskins uh, Ring of Fame, but uh, he was uh, murdered. On this day, 10 years ago, Sean Taylor. Uh, and uh, the uh, idiots were all uh, convicted of uh, various uh, crimes. I think the teenager was a kid named Jason Mitchell. And uh, he was the guy that set the whole thing up. Uh, at a birthday party, uh, uh, Mitchell hung out with Taylor, uh, who even paid the pain teen $300 to help mow the lawn and clean the home's pool deck etc. He was at a birthday party and he spied uh, uh, this woman of Sean Taylor's sister opening a uh, birthday present was $10,000 in cash and uh, ended up saying, let's go in and get the money, fellas. And Sean Taylor was there and they murdered him. So uh, too bad. Uh, great uh, would have been a was a great football player and would have been a probably a pro football Hall of Famer the way his career was uh, proceeding. Ten years ago today, Sean Taylor was murdered in Miami.